All right, Ryan Reynolds uh, becomes Deadpool. He uh, has cancer, and uh, these guys try to tell, tell him he can cure his cancer. And it turns out he becomes a disgusting skin freak that can heal himself. And then, uh, long story short, he start, he goes after the person that made him a monster. Then that person kidnaps his girlfriend, and then he teams up with X-Men. And then Deadpool ends up saving everybody and killing the bad guys. And those are the spoilers. Pappy, take it away. This is spoilers. Ew. Insert theme song here. Yeah. Roll the theme music. <laughs> Spoilers, the first podcast you listen to on your way home from the movies, or right before you watch the movie if you don't give a shit like we don't. Last week we had four podcast hosts enter, but only one podcast host reigned victorious and left the Thunderdome. Stevie Putman is the host this week, and he picked an interesting choice, Deadpool. Hey there, gang. Uh, I'm your host this week. Uh, got got our uh, producer, Money Mike. Say hello, Hi. Mikey. Hello. And we have Money Vince, the in- Vince, the intern, who is going to be shouting the whole time. <laughs> I'm just here to shout, get some coffees. I'm actually uh, guest into Minneapolis with Pappy right now, so good to be uh, in the Twin Cities. Hey, Vince, can you turn your levels up, please? <laughs> <laughs> we can't hear you, Vince. You're, uh... We'll fix that in post. That's okay. <laughs> can you really not hear me, or is this a joke? Am I yelling? <laughs> You're, you're doing just fine, bud. Uh, wow. Well, for, so. for the past couple of weeks, we've been playing a uh, typical game where we talk about spoilers, where uh, you know movies we've seen during the week that we can spoil besides our feature or TV shows or something else you might want to spoil. But uh, this week, since it's our, uh, our first movie review that we're doing in theaters, I thought we'd play a game called At The Cinema. And uh, we're going to talk about the biggest offenders at the theaters, which is pretty much the people who annoy you the most at the theaters that you just want to have them put down like a sick dog. (laughs) Pappy, who is the biggest offender to you? So I saw Deadpool this week, and I was really excited to see it. Actually, by the time I got around to it, I know I was pretty anti before, but I went to a Friday night showing. I snuck in a couple of tequila sh- shooters in the movie having a pretty good time. And then fucking the kid who sat next to me was a 16 year old who just got a wrestling practice and smelled like shit. Uh, and the guy oh, left of me had his fucking eight and 10 year old sons there. I was like, what the hell is going on? So I say people who bring inappropriate aged children to movies. Are my- wait, 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 wait. A 16 year old had his eight and 10 year old there. What do you mean? No, no, no. On my right was a 16, old kid who just got a wrestling practice who smelled like shit. Ah, I got you, got you. Two separate parties. Family, yeah. I was not ideal to watch an R-rated, raunchy comedy action thing. How about about you, Vince? Okay, so now that I'm kind of more familiar with uh, the question that you were asking there, um, I would say anybody that's just on their phone during the movie. uh, I mean, I, I see a surprising amount of number of people texting or doing whatever on their phone just some kind of light lit up in their lap during a movie and that's uh pretty distracting not even um, on low light but bright light 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I think any amount of light is going to be pretty light in a dark uh, theater. So, you know, any yeah. amount of light. But I see it more and more. Um, I don't know if it's <laughs> – I don't know what it is. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty annoying. How about you, Money? Uh, I've got a couple. Uh, first, those goddamn kids getting hand jobs in the last <laughs> row. Just pretending that they're sneaky. Yeah, we all know you're getting hand jobs up there, you know? Yeah. Can't hide that. <laughs> Especially when they're not wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the second, Stevie, I think you were here for this. When we went and saw Step Brothers and that woman with the horrible laugh. I think people asked her to leave. (laughs) I was sitting next to this woman who had the worst laugh I've ever heard in my entire life. It haunts my dreams. Wow. And she was, she just would not stop laughing like that throughout the entire movie. (laughs) I had to get up, move away from Stevie and sit on the other side. And then <laughs> to get away from this woman. <laughs> when he got up, she started laughing even harder. And it wasn't even a funny scene. She was like, you're moving because of me? And I was like, yes. It sounded like a hyena being set on fire. And the hyena's family mourning that hyena being set on fire. All mixed into one. It was awesome. Sounds awful. like a party. <laughs> I, hope, I hope someday yeah, Disney takes their animated movies in the direction that Comic book movies have gone. I already did Lion King, where the hyenas just get set on fire. That'd be amazing. But to build on your question, Stevie, so so how much? I think we talked about this earlier today in our group thread. But Fandango recently bought Rotten Tomatoes, and their uh, company mission statement is to be the all-inclusive movie experience. So the ticket buying, streaming services, right um, ratings. How much would you pay to be able to stream movies that are in the theaters in your home in your home setup? I think I think we said I, I think I said like twenty bucks. Good a question. Month. Like, could I stream them like while they're in theaters? Uh, so yeah, my my whole it's Netflix, but it's Netflix and the 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 titles that they offer are in theaters. Would this be unlimited kind of streamage of whatever films in theaters? I think so. I, I think that would be their mission statement. They're, they're Netflix, but you're paying to watch the movies that are in theaters, obviously in a lower quality, but you have to put up with the children and the hand jobs and everything else that we just talked about. Yeah, so many hand jobs. jobs. My yeah. biggest offender came out of my Deadpool movie, and I just wanted to have the guy like sent out by police. What happened? Okay, so there's people who buy candy at movie theaters... And then there's people that don't open that candy until the your movie starts, <laughs> which is just god awful. And the the one candy in my experience that makes the most noise is bunch of crunch. Ooh, because it bunch comes of in crunch. a card because it comes in a cardboard box, and you can hear every little bunch of crunch sliding up and down the box. Wait, so is a bunch of crunch a little chocolate like malt yes. ball? What's a bunch of crunch? Yeah, you it's know what's like really little- good though. Take chocolate balls. Yeah, put those chocolate balls in a popcorn, shake it up. And then That's what like... normal people do. Yeah, so good. So good. In the movie theater, though, you're shaking up candy and popcorn and making all that noise? But during trailers, it's not that big yeah, a deal. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. yeah. You, you, don't, you don't go guns ablaze and halfway through the movie. You, you do it. It's a prep work. It's uh, Yeah, it's, you, you prep for this, and you get people to do a custom of the loud chewing of your popcorn and chocolate. 
Well, Stevie, and yeah. that guy's defense, he got a new credit card, maxed it out, took out a second <laughs> mortgage to be able to buy that bunch of crunch. So I think well, at that point he can open it. It wasn't the fact he was just eating a bunch of crunch. It was the fact that he wasn't even sliding it into his hand. He was putting his mouth up to the box and like shoveling mm. it into his mouth. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, but that being said, to bring it back to Deadpool, I went on Friday night and I had a great crowd, a bunch of nerds. Everyone was laughing, even though there were some, like a couple of stinkers in there. Like, I am so glad I saw this movie with a receptive crowd who yeah. was, was into it. That made, did anybody that made dress me. up? I didn't That's know Deadpool? That I didn't see any of that. No, I just, everybody was laughing the whole time during my Deadpool experience. Lots and lots of laughter. But, Pappy, to answer your question, though, I would probably pay $30. You'd make your money back, no problem. I mean... I would just feel bad for the theaters, though, because what are the, what, what's their cut, like 40%? It, it goes down, right? So the first week, they get a lower percentage of the profits. Right. Um, and the longer they show a movie, the more percentage of the profits they get. Right. So I don't know what it would do to theaters. I'd feel bad about that. But most but. of their money is made from concessions. At a theater. What happens when no one goes, though? <laughs> Theaters shut down. Theaters shut down. There'll be like blockbusters all over again. Nobody's buying any goddamn nerds. Nope. To keep a uh, movie theater open anymore. So, Stevie, what, what, wait, what, what's everyone's bid on what they would pay for that kind of service? I'd Stevie say said 30. I said 25. Yeah, I'd say 30. What'd you say, Pap? 25. 25, Pappy? Yeah, I'd say like around that price range. Yeah, I, I guess that seems pretty reasonable. I'd probably say twenty five is my ceiling. I mean, what uh, Netflix is what like eight bucks now, eight ninety nine, I believe. Yeah, somewhere. Um, right. Yeah, Amazon Prime. What is seventy five bucks a year or something? But you get all the shows online as well as like the applications on your phone and PlayStation and Xbox and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. It, it just seems. I, I would say probably twenty five is the ceiling. But it's like three or four movies a month, depending on where you live. Well, and and I bought Deadflix. I saw it in IMAX. That was kind of a mistake because I thought I, I there were some great framing that I think that happened in the movie. Um, also, I think the intro, uh, some of that that intro shot, uh, and we can talk about that a little bit later, was pretty awesome. But yeah, I mean, for me, the the, the highlight was the dialogue. But there are some movies that you just want to see on the big screen, and then there's better off, like 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 Mad Max. Fury Road is a perfect example. Like Gravity. Like you could only see yeah. Gravity in theaters. Yeah, so no matter how much I paid for Fandango, it, the experience would still be less than, than seeing it in a movie theater. That's true, actually. Yeah. But there's plenty of movies that you know you don't want to see in a theater, which having kind of a subscription-based release, uh, whatever, I, I mean, I guess that would be a better way to see it because there's a lot of movies that, yes, I would like to see, but no, I don't want to go spend you know three hours of my time plus fourteen dollars of a ticket plus maybe popcorn whatever you know i don't really want to go through all that pageantry to go see that movie but it's a movie that i'm somewhat interested in and like i think a scorsese a, movie <laughs> yeah something like that so but, you can you know, do your laundry too yeah 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 no exactly but like you know it, it may be a comedy that's not going to be you know a blockbuster but you know something that you're like oh i would like to see that you know on pay-per-view four months from now but you know, I'd pay for a service, I suppose, to see it right away uh, with yeah. the other kind of movies that come out um, similar to that. I don't know. Yeah, I think it would definitely reshape kind of like the movie industry, especially with like movie theaters. Like 
with like studios like charge less for movies to show them since they're having streaming to their homes. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that would be a very interesting dynamic in the uh, theater. Yeah. And I can't even remember the last time I did, I did Redbox. So yeah, I think Redbox is kind of dead, isn't it? I mean, aren't they doing streaming now? I read something where Redbox is, is going to have to change their business model because nobody's, Nobody's going to red boxes anymore because of like Streaming. Netflix yeah. and stuff like that. Well, that and the movie, the movie theaters sued them because Redbox was like releasing their theaters, like releasing their movies, like straight to Redbox so quickly that uh, studios implemented that they couldn't release them like into Redbox until after they were um, available on DVD and Blu-ray for so long. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. So, with that much further, let's get into Deadpool. What did you guys think? Pappy, I'll start with you. So, I, I hate Marvel. And I don't like... <laughs> and I don't, I don't like Iron Man. And I don't, I don't find a lot of this entertaining. That being said... So, you're not American, is what you're yeah, saying. I yeah, Pappy is... the communist. <laughs> It does, it's not hard to be a hero. <laughs> you be a hero three times a year. <laughs> okay, so that being said, I, I went in this movie very skeptical. I was also very impressed, not only with the, the level of, of violence, and I like the fact that he was a, a gun-wielding superhero, that he didn't stick with the knives thing that he did in that dumb Wolverine movie. I thought it was funny. I liked the parts with the, the taxi driver the most. Um, so I, I was very impressed, and I hope I, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it was a perfect movie by any means. I don't think it deserved to be any more high, critically acclaimed than you know mid eighties on Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic. But I think that it should be a good stepping stone for for future superhero movies, and then I think that we can have a superhero movie where the F word said more than once and someone's shot in the face. I, I think that's an exciting prospect for me. So yeah, definitely liked it. Uh, was, was impressed. Don't need to see it in IMAX, but I, I thought it was funny and fun. I mean, not only was it rated R, but it was a hard rated R movie. Oh, I mean, for sure. Like, and, and I heard that there are parts of the movie where there's full frontal badge shown in the strip club. I didn't see that, but I, I didn't see that either. Ooh, usually I'm one to catch full frontal vage, but uh, I don't know if I caught that vage being frontal. I mean, yeah, yeah, this movie started off, though, like, I mean, like, from the beginning, like, in that slow motion, you know, uh, SUV where, you know, there's bullets flying and there's that. How great was that scene? And and the countdown of the bullets, like, 12 count them with Great scene. What a great scene. Also, let's talk about the uh, intro. What an amazing, like, funny intro with, you know, they didn't do the actual, like, names of the actors. They did, like... You Written know, by that, an asshat. Yeah, that hot girl and that CGI <laughs> character and that disgruntled teen and, like... Uh, Moody that, teenager, yeah. That dumb uh, hot guy from whatever. Like, it was it was funny. It was really fresh. Um, A British feeling. And good to see, yeah. I mean, the only name they really showed was on the Starbucks cup, which that was uh, Rob L., uh, Rob Liefeld, who's the uh, Deadpool creator. Ah, nice. Did you guys catch that? The Starbucks uh, coffee cup and the uh, SUV? 
Have any of you guys read the comics? I'm not a. I, I've yeah, I, I've read a Deadpool. Have any of you guys read a Deadpool comic before? Yeah. I've read the first run of the comic series. Is it good? Uh, it's not. He Deadpool is like kind of different depending on like which run you read, and the first run is not anything like the movie. Really, he's not breaking the fourth wall. He, it's just it's a uh, it's a lot simpler than the movie is the movie is really meta and takes a lot more things into account than the first one of the comics does yeah i don't think he became that deadpool to probably the mid 90s uh like what vince said when uh what was his name vince uh who are you referring to sorry uh fabian uh what was his name uh you know i probably pronounced this wrong but nisi erza or something like that nisi erza yeah sounds about right yeah yeah, but, I mean, this is a pretty fairly new comic book character. I mean, I think his first run was in 1991. I believe 91, yeah. Yeah, 1991, but... Uh, He's more so like an anti-hero. He's not like... He doesn't really claim to be a superhero. Yeah, which I thought was cool how they did in the movies. So, but, Stevie, uh, what'd you think? Uh, I had my... Um, I thought it was really, really well done. Um, especially how my biggest pet peeve with superhero movies, especially like when it's their first movie is how they do the discovery phase, much like the origin story part. Yeah. More so like the power discovery phase, like in Spider-Man or in Batman where like Spider-Man's like, Oh, I can shoot a web. And it shows them like flying throughout the city and, I don't know. It's supposed to like you're supposed to like grow with the character. I hate that. Or like in Batman Begins when he's first starting to fight bad guys. That stuff always annoys me. It's like get to the meat of the story. We know who he is. Just go. And I was really happy they did that in this movie, especially how it jumped all over the place. Yeah, that part of the story was like a little bit of a montage when he's looking for uh, Ajax, and he's you can. It's not like he's discovering his powers or anything because he already knows that he's invincible yeah he's just killing people and he's his suit is just getting better he's getting a nicer suit along the way and then he's eventually full-fledged deadpool yeah just I mean, killing everybody like in the that first was a very fun montage as well in a sense like of yeah he's just killing a bunch of people for yeah, 10 minutes of him finding out that he's a badass and honestly like <laughs> if, if you look at like the storyboard of him killing the specific people and where he's going it doesn't really make sense because, like, he, he killed a lot of people that he didn't even really need to go after. <laughs> they didn't really connect. Yeah, he was just like killing picture. random thugs. Because yeah. I think the last person he killed. Yeah, I think that last person was the only person he needed to find. And I think he knew it the whole time. <laughs> so he just killed a bunch of like random thugs and then ended up, you know, climbing up the chain of, of nonsense. But I think that kind of played off the character of, of Deadpool in, in whole. Uh, that he's not really, um, you know, your your storybook Superman or whatever superhero. You know, he's kind of mess. He, he's almost like the uh, Joker of the superheroes. You know, he's got a, like a playful. Fun to kill. Yeah, he's he's a fun like uh, he's fun. You know, it, 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 he's more so making a joke and a mockery of of reality than than taking things too seriously. And I think that's why a lot of people relay or so like the character Deadpool. 
Well, see, that's that's for me. That's where the movie worked when he was being funny or being meta or being mocking of the even the whole comic book genre. What didn't work for me were the extended love scenes. The fact that at the end, spoiler, dude. But let's time out on the love scenes because that girl is gorgeous. I mean, like we'll, we'll get to that later. Keep going. We will. I just wanted. I had to interject because come on. All right, go back. Sorry. And and, and I didn't find. The uh, I think I think where the movie was sort of weaker was when they were trying to get into the more emotional scenes, like the body torture stuff, the oxygen. I I don't even know what's happening there: oxygen deprivation or hyper oxygenation of of that chamber. I, don't I think know it was why deprivation. Killing him. I don't know why that alive. would make your skin all fucked up. But it would definitely make your skin fucked up. The lack of oxygen, I I, I think, would definitely do that. But, but yeah. it was also like flooding it with oxygen, which is why the explosion thing worked, right? At some point. Well, no. So I think what happened with the explosion was he lit that match and kind of blew the smoke into the oxygen chamber that controlled it. So I think it kind of like was supposed to be like backlashing through the pipes, like kind of back through the system into the laboratory, if you will. Like, And then so I think it was more so like trying to push the fire out. And that's kind of what spark the explosion i mean to me i agree i, I think it was kind of not very believable but I, well, yeah, I, I'm the not whole a- ajax bad guy was like one of the least compelling you have to start bad somewhere guys. Uh, yeah sure but like i wasn't that interested in and the and in the, the whole love scene everything works out at the end i that wasn't very deadpool to me you know what i mean it's too generic to have him get the girl who he's it would have been more fun if something weird happened than yeah but this is deadpool dog. one of probably at least three you know yeah they've already greenlit the second one yeah, but, i mean but in no, in no is coming. Book, he doesn't end up getting the, the girl right that's that was like an additional sort of hollywood type cliche they added deadpool is not the kind of guy who, well in the comics I, vanessa is a hero so she yeah might she be becomes a, in the second one yeah so she'll probably become a superhero of sorts. She is copycat in the sec- in the comics. Yeah. Which is fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I I agree with you guys. I mean, I guess you have to have love in there somewhere. You know Do what I mean? You have to have a motive. He has to have a motive. I mean, mm-hmm. he can't. You know what I mean? Oh, you ruined my face! I'm gonna kill you. That was his complete motive. Until. Yeah, actually, you're right. <laughs> he was so shallow too. It wasn't like he was trying to get back with this girl. He's like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not Ryan Reynolds cross with uh, whatever kind of dog he said. I don't even remember." Sharpe. Yeah. <laughs> well, more so like What's an avocado. His whole reason for picking avocado. his face was to get his girl back. Because he didn't. He was. He didn't think his uh, girlfriend was going to accept him. Yeah, I did. But, like you know, him he was going after Ajax because he thought Ajax had the ability to fix his face. I think that was more so like a mockery of superheroes in a general of of kind of like the quest to like of his character. You know, Deadpool is kind of delirious. He 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 he's delirious in the sense of I don't know. He, I I don't know. He's going after the whole time for Ajax to fix his face, but I think in general he didn't. He knew that that's not really a possibility at all. How funny was that cartoon part when he got stabbed in the head? Oh, hilarious. That was one of my favorite part of the movie. Oh, so funny. Especially with like the unicorns in the heart. I don't know. I, I was dying during that scene. What about the part where it fast forwarded, like they were sort of being meta 
E where they were trying to like they fast forwarded too quote unquote too far and they had him masturbating to the yarn. Right. <laughs> <That was hilarious. laughs> oh, I did find the um his uh his blind roommate to be very funny though. She's from the comics too, right? And from what I've read, she's uh she's a thing. Yeah, but her depiction in the movie is not anything like what it is in the comics. What's it like in the comics? In the comics, I mean, I haven't read all of Deadpool. I mean, I've only read the first run, and there was nothing of Blind Owl, but uh, she is like a government agent or something, and Deadpool was sent to hunt her down and kill her. Uh, and they do end up living together in the comics. He's like holding her hostage, but that's not what happens in the movie at all. Oh, I guess. One it. of the best lines of the whole movie for me was when he was like, there's... I don't even remember, 24 kilos of cocaine hidden next to the cure for blindness. <laughs> that was oh, I do like that. And I thought, uh, was his name TJ Miller? Mm-hmm. I thought he Denver was really native. funny. Denver native. I think he, honestly, I think he did a bad job. I, I don't think he would act seriously. And I know this movie was more so like a, a joke uh, comedy in a sense, but... I have never been impressed with his acting. I think he did I think he did a poor job. And I think he's fantastic in Silicon Valley as Eric uh Bachman or whatever his name is. But I didn't think he did a great job here. I, I didn't. I have to disagree with you. He's definitely only there for comic relief, but he's only on screen for like what? Five minutes? Five yeah, Five fifteen minutes, minutes tops. Three scenes tops, and I don't even think he Yeah. His, I think his, his longest scene is in the trailer. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was pretty funny. But uh, I did well, like the picture. Oh, go sorry. ahead, Vince. Well, I was just going to say, like, you know, it, I, to me it felt like the uh, like the commercials and all of the uh, trailers. You know, he did the joke, like, you look like an avocado fucked another o- older avocado or something. And there was another joke that I already saw in the trailers. So I but found he did it add to be... it when he was like, but it fucked it, like, rough. Like the only way to save their save their marriage was to do it rough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was funny. He was funny, sure, but he seemed underutilized in the movie. Like, it, it the trailer made it seem like he would be a a bigger part, and then yeah. he just ended yeah, up not. I totally agree on that as well. He just ended up not being in the movie a whole lot. And maybe that's why I think he did a poor job acting. It's just he didn't really have a chance. But yeah, I mean, he didn't have a lot to work with, but. Uh... I lost my train of thought there. Gosh darn it, Vince. Thank you for interrupting me. <laughs> Always. Lost my train of thought, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I did like the pacing of this movie, though. I mean, I think Fantastic it did a pretty good pacing. job of going from really chaotic and really fast to slowing down. And what did you guys think of the integration of the uh, two X-Men characters, uh, Colossus and, uh, um, what was it, N- Negasonic uh, Teen Warhead? <laughs> I thought the best part of that was just Deadpool's joke when he went over to the mansion. He's like, you know, this is a pretty big mansion uh, for seeing only two of you. It's almost like the studio execs only wanted Could to dish out enough money for, yeah, <laughs> for one of you. Yeah. I thought that was a really funny part, and I thought that really – honestly, I think that made the entire X-Men part of the movie validated. Like for me, I was like check mark. So, so two things, yeah. yeah. I, my favorite part with her was when he went over and totally diffused her. When it was like, "What are you gonna do? Sustain silence or snarky comment or something like that?" And yeah, that was hilarious. But 
But what concerns me about the future of Deadpool would be his integration in other X-Men movies, especially if they have to be PG-13. Because I feel like if he's going to make a cameo, what's he going to do? Just drop the one F-bomb he can get from a PG-13 movie? That, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to see him featured in a movie. Yeah. I want to see his own movies. You know what I mean? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure if Deadpool's ever in the X-Pool, X-Men comics, is he? X-Force. Yes, yeah. he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. 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 He's always mixing it up with X-Men. <laughs> Well, it's going to be weird too, because like, what was it? Sony and twentieth, was it twentieth century Fox that owns the X Men? Yep. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool if they just start, you know, making rated R comic book movies. Well, that's the thing. I feel like Disney Marvel has to take notice, right? Like anyone in the comic book industry has to be like, wow, maybe there's something to these R rated movies, the like comic book. Movies. I don't, I don't know. I don't think Disney has to. I don't because... think Disney would do that either. <laughs> If, uh, what was the last, uh, the last Captain America movie? Uh, Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier. That was, that's a great movie. And that's PG-13. That is like top five superhero movies of all time. Because it, it's like a, it's more like a political spy espionage thriller. thriller yeah. Than it is a superhero movie. And it, I don't know it. It didn't need the R, but if it had an R, I guess it could have done things differently, but still, as a PG-13 movie, it's still pretty entertaining. Well, that's the thing. The reason I was so anti this movie is I'm, I was very, I felt very oversaturated with the PG-13 generic superhero movies where the good guy gets away and the bad guy gets killed or falls off a cliff and disappears or whatever, but I think that what this kind of shows and what the Captain America franchise has kind of showed and, and will show with a Winter Soldier or Civil War. What's it? Civil, Civil War. War, yeah. Civil Get it War right. There's a little bit of pr- proliferation within the genre, right? Like you can be a superhero movie, but now you can be a quirky, funny one or you can be a political spy thrower. So it, I, I think it's sort of moving towards your stereotypical Batman, Superman, good guy wins movie might not be the case anymore. And we can have a little bit of, and even Guardians. Guardians was like a, like a sci-fi version of, of, of a Marvel comic movie. Guardians is the only one I could see out of those group becoming, like yeah. having like a rated R movie. Yeah. So it's supposed to be four Guardian movies. Did you guys hear that? I, what, I figured it was called like a Tetra, uh, Tetralogy. Really? Yeah, I think I read it was going to be four. Hmm. Wow. I was just happy with this movie that they finally show Colossus doing something good. Uh, anytime he's shown in the previous X-Men movies, he's getting his ass kicked or killed every time. And they finally show him actually doing something good, but I was just kind of disappointed they only showed him in his armor and never showed him as a man. But that was just my only like one little gripe with those two being in the movie. I thought Wolverine might make an appearance was kind of holding on for in the in the opening credit it said there was like a uh, gratuitous gratuitous cameo by an x-men or something and i was thinking it was going to be wolverine stan lee was there i think that's that was that was i mean that's just expected though I, didn't I think, think that that's gonna... what they meant by that. Yeah. Stanley was like a DJ at yeah. the strip club. But I thought that was hilarious because he seems like kind of a pervy guy to me anyway, and that was funny. Stanley? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. This is just because you dare like Hugh Hefner? Just because he's an old man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't slander his name, Pappy. Because he might touch you, or maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh, what did you guys man. think of uh, Ryan Reynolds? Fantastic. His best role, probably. Yeah, he killed it. About time. He, I think so. He's now the definitive Deadpool, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I don't think there's another rerun of Deadpool like there was Spider-Man or whatnot with a different uh, actor. God, how many times is Sony going to go through that? But, uh, yeah, I definitely thought it was probably his best all-around movie, don't you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do like Ryan Reynolds, and I did like that joke when they were wheeling him through the uh, through, like the underground uh, hospital. Yeah, he's like, please don't make it green. <laughs> Oh, an allusion yeah. to when he played uh, Green, Green Lantern, which was just god awful. Oh, he Spoiler did a very alert, that, bad job. Well, that movie just was awful to begin with. Like, good Christ. But um. <laughs> well, yeah, it was not good. Not good. No, it was. But do you guys, uh, as far as featured rated our uh, comic book movies, do you guys see like any other mainstreamers besides Guardian of the Galaxy? And I know uh, Fox Century announced that they're. Having a Wolverine movie in the works that's going to be rated R. Do you guys think that'll nice. work out? Oh, for I don't sure. Know. I think it'd be fun to see like Batman or anything in rated R, to be honest. But, you know. Well, I thought those I guys couldn't kill people. Batman. Why do, you need, why do you need R for that? I mean, there could just be like sex and worst. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just worse yeah. uh, subject matter. You know? That's true. It could be a whole lot I mean, the, the Nolan Batmans. Yeah, they're pretty cool, and I, I think Heath Ledger's work as the Joker only makes it super creepy. But other than that, they're kind of you know, you're run of the mill PG thirteen, you know. Uh, they never show a whole lot of couple curse words here, you know. Nothing too much uh, violence or gore or blood, which I think could you can easily do with Batman. Could you imagine if Heath Ledger could have had an R rating in that movie? Oh I mean, wow, it probably would have been best picture of all time. That yeah, that horror movie. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would have been. That would have been like Silence of the Lambs movie. type stuff. What about the? Uh, do you, any of you guys ever read the Spawn comics? No. You know what I'm talking about. Familiar, yeah. familiar, but never. My read cousin it. has the whole collection. That's something that wow. could be going R. Something super dark, anti-hero. They already tried that movie though in the '90s, and it didn't work. Was it R? Was it R? They, they say this. It is had to have been first, R. They say this is the first. You know, rated R, but there was uh, what was it, the Punisher, and uh, which is also Marvel. Marvel. And there was, Punisher um, Wars. There was something else as well that was rated R. That was wasn't Blade R. Blade, Blade, yeah, Blades R. They're just not your traditional, you know, comic book superhero or whatnot. But they they are, you know, under that that category. I'd say. Which is why I think this works so well because Deadpool is pretty new to everybody, and they've never really had like a mainstream movie with him. So it's kind of like. We don't know what we're gonna get, and you know what I mean. Everything just kind of worked. It's not like Spider Man was, you know, didn't have to go over the top to rated R, or you know, what I mean, a Superman movie had to be rated R. It was like Deadpool because, well, it's Deadpool, and also because he's a fairly new character, it was pretty easy to go R rating without having to do anything with it. Oh yeah, I would definitely say hats off to the writers as well. I think they did a fantastic job because the entire time of Deadpool with the rated Rness and uh, the, you know with the studio, I think there's a lot of pushback on uh, the studio, like with the rated R, um, as well as the subject matter, as well as just the film overall. And I think the writers really pulled it together and, and put out a very, very good film. I, I mean, you know, I, I think the whole thing was just fun. Uh, it was fast, uh, great pacing. Um, it was funny. Uh, it was it was a great movie overall. I mean, there's so many of these overdrawn out uh, 
comic book superhero movies that are just really flooding the, the, the movie theaters that aren't really that good. And I would say, you know, uh, of the ones that I've seen recently in the past three years, Deadpool is top of the list that uh, actually should be seen um, out of those. Looks way better. I mean, it, I mean, Suicide Squad looks bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks like shit. I mean, know, it had potential. We'll see. You know, let's not. I'm holding out hope. Yeah, let's not piss on it yet. But honestly, I'm uh, holding I'm, out hope. I'm losing well. faith. Yeah, I mean, I I still have hope, but I'm losing faith. I don't like trailers that show everything that happens in the whole movie. Yeah, they show Harley Quinn's origin with the Joker pushing her into the vat of that and Acme. They show. I mean, it looks so cartoony. They showed everything in the trailer for when I went and saw Deadpool. I was like, Yeah, with the well, uh, there, Queen, there was the uh, movie. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, yeah, that trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. To get back on track, though, I do agree with you, though, Vince. It was uh, a super kinetic movie. You know, fast paced, connected everything together, and it was very funny. Uh, yeah, it really was. I loved that James Franco joke where he's getting dragged by Colossus with the handcuff, and he just starts sawing through his arm. Yeah. Yep. I, I love that joke. Hours. And when he, like, you Did know, he when say, the. Ar- have you ever seen 127 Hours? Yeah, have you ever seen 127 Hours? And he says something about James Franco earning an Oscar. And. Cuts uh, to his, his arm. And the only thing that's left is him giving the finger to a Colossus. I loved that part. Hilarious, yeah. That was pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, and the cab driver was also probably my favorite part of the whole Oh, it's so funny. And in the part at the end with the, the trunk, when he gets in that wreck, I brought the house down. The deep. Devious cousin Bantu, <laughs> Bantu, much more. So, I, you guys love that part. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really like. Not that I didn't care for it, but it wasn't like the funniest part to me. The uh, cab ride scenario. I think I laughed a couple times because of Deadpool's um, commentary to uh, the the taxi driver, whatever his name was. But Dopinder, Dopinder, yeah, Dopinder. I, I I didn't think it was that funny though. I don't know. You guys what? loved it. I, what was so the I funniest part to you? What was the funniest scene in all of your guys' opinions? Huh. That's a good question. Joe Pender in the trunk. Yeah. That was my I, I lost it. Like my whole theater absolutely erupted at that part. Yeah, I laughed out loud twice. The the two things we just said, that and then the song off his arm and the middle finger. I that was like the two times I audibly laughed, I think. Yeah. I can't I remember know. specifically my probably funniest moment, but I think it was more so like uh I don't know how to call this. Maybe like a middle school joke. Like I think it was like something like dirty that he said. Yeah, it was half was the like, fucking jokes though. We're middle school. I know, was I know, I know. I think just the middle the jokes. School, I think the middle school of me just like came out and was like, haha, booby fart or something. You know, just something stupid. And I think that's what made me laugh the most. So I don't. You probably really laughed the hardest at the uh, the dry, hashtag drive by. I laughed. Walking by that guy and hashtagging, he farted on him. Yeah. I laughed out loud when he. Try to beat up Colossus and was breaking all of his arms and legs. That was kind of a brutal scene. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't stop laughing. Honestly, that movie—it was just nonstop funny. I mean, uh, as far as an action funny movie goes, I don't know if this is uh, has any precedent. I, or I, I think this is like setting the tone of that. That and it was just action done right. I mean, everything to yeah. the slow motion, to the camera angles, to how the deaths came about. Like, that was just cool. I mean, shit, it was probably better than half the Bourne movies, to be honest. The action scenes uh, were fantastic. Uh, they, they, You know how half the action movies you see, James Bond or whatever the bullshit movie you see, uh, 
explosion, explosion, boom, boom. But, you know, I think this movie actually, you know, you didn't get a headache from watching. You didn't want to throw up after seeing it. It was, it was actually fluid motion and you could tell what was going on. And uh, not only that, but uh, a fun time doing it. That and Deadpool brought back uh, Juice Newton's career with the, uh, with the intro. (laughs) (laughs) With that Just Call Me Angel song. So better soundtrack, this or Guardians? Guardians. 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 Yeah. I still I, listen to I Guardians. Still jam Guardians. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Better movie than do. Guardians. Deadpool. Ooh. 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 That's a tough question. I say Deadpool. Deadpool. I say Deadpool. I prefer Guardians. Deadpool. I didn't know anything about Guardians before the movie came out, and I had been waiting for this Deadpool movie for years. Same. So I'm gonna say Deadpool. Same. So we have I mean, three Deadpools can... and Pappy or Guardians? Uh, given that they're Surprise, both great superhero Pappy movies, liked, but uh, yeah, Guardians, Guardians is my second favorite comic book movie behind Dark Knight. Right, Dark Knight. So nice. This is probably my third, actually. Good. Though I think Deadpool would make my top five. Deadpool was great. I'm Deadpool surprised, Pappy. I thought you were just gonna come in hating Deadpool. Yeah, I thought you were gonna. We all did. Yeah, that was the uh... bring the house down. You were so anti-Deadpool from the get. It was way more self-aware than I thought it would be, and like I said, if if guardians and deadpool are steps in saying let's not make in captain america let's not make generic superhero movies i'm all for that so well i'm not sure if any of us have mentioned any of this and we should probably just throw it out there that opening night uh 12.7 million dollars biggest opening night for a rated r movie ever Um, biggest february too right yeah biggest in february as well and this was previously held by the hangover with 10.4 um so this brought in you know over two more million dollars in the opening night. Not only that, biggest opening weekend for a rated R movie at one hundred thirty-two point seven million dollars. So, um, I think seventeenth biggest gonna, all time. Yeah, I think this biggest. is really, really going to show you know the producers that kind of shit on it in the beginning. Obviously, they green lit the movie already for the for the number two uh, sequel coming up. But um, I think this is just going to show that you know you can give the audience what they want. And we'll go out and see the movie and pay you the money, you know. Uh, I, I think the big worry was no one's going to go see the rated R, you know, kids. We want kids to go see it, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think this is going to really set, you know, a tone of, uh, of superhero movies. At least I hope because I think all of us are pretty bored of that PG-13 uh, rewatch bullshit. <laughs> like, I think uh, I'm certainly bored of it. I think a, a majority is. So um, hopefully we see a little bit more spice in these movies coming up not that they have to be raunchy but uh um more of a, a artistic taste i suppose i mean i think the producers are more afraid of kind of like what happened to watchmen if you guys remember watchmen was a big deal when it came out and i think it's february or march uh i didn't back see in, it in uh, theaters but oh i did but is uh, watchmen r is watchmen rated r know, yeah i think it's 13 no watchmen's rated r oh, hard r because there's a okay there's a second yeah. in yeah, it was, I mean, they're chopping off people's arms in that movie. But uh, that was supposed to make like $130 million opening weekend, and it only made like $70 million, and then just plummeted after that. I had watched Watchmen probably like six months ago over the summer. Rewatch it again. It is not that great of a movie. I mean... Okay, guys, I hate to interrupt, but I need to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. This is spoilers. Spoilers.
Ready? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. And we're back. Now we're going to play to a game called Who Would You Do? Where we pile up the most attractive women in the film and we say... Or guys. Or guys, because Reynolds is Thank very attractive. You. Good point. <laughs> Ryan, there you go, Pappy. Ryan Reynolds is very attractive. So I'll add in four. Our nominees this week for who we most like to procreate with are... Stripper Vanessa, which is the Vanessa we meet for the first time in the bar. Normal Vanessa, which is Vanessa she becomes through montages of having sex with Ryan Reynolds. Not during Lent, though. Not during Lent. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to go with Angel Dust, uh, that woman who was very muscular and looked kind of like Sylvester Stallone if she, he was a woman. Angel Dust. And then uh, because Pappy, we'll go with uh, Ryan Reynolds. There we go. And Vince, I'll, I'll kick it to you. <laughs> Vince, I'll kick it to you. Who would you like to, uh, who would you do? Who would I do? Who would I do? Well, Vanessa was, uh, she was hot. I mean, um, I think she has had a lot of minor roles in different TV shows here and there. Uh, I forget her actual name. <laughs> Which, uh, but Marina yeah. Baccarin. Yes, fantastic. She's, she's a very gorgeous woman. Um, but I would definitely say, non-stripper her uh, i would do uh domesticated vanessa but also long that's, hair long hair vanessa but let's also go to say i mean ron reynolds is fucking hot i mean wow he's a very attractive man we if you can't i mean come on I, i'm not, speechless not just attractive but attractive canadian well canadian or not he's a very attractive man we just got to throw that out uh that uh you know not that I want to do him, but if he asked, I would – yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pappy, how about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, not that she was – that I would do her, but I thought that the woman who played the Negasonic Teenage Warhead was hilarious. Um, but I'll take the uh, the stripper. What's her name? Stripper Vanessa? Stripper, stripper Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah, for sure. I thought that was funny. Um, and like I said, they don't, they didn't, I thought the uh, whole montage of them having sex in every holiday, except for Lent when they were reading books in bed was pretty funny too. Oh, Pappy, you're so lucky you weren't creepy. The, um, woman that plays, uh, Negasonic teen, uh, Warhead is 20 years old this August. Well, yeah, she's usually like 17, right? Same age as, she's, yeah. Yeah, so good job. You weren't creepy. Well, it's like two movies in a row. We've had a borderline 17 year old. <laughs> Woman, no, you've chosen a borderline yeah. 17. Let's not, like, wait, let's wait, not wait, group, wait. Let's not group everyone. Let's not group us with your creepiness. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't picked a single one. I picked Mel Gibson and I picked Ryan Reynolds, and then a second uh, case of hooker. So, our point creepy. exactly. Our point exactly. All right, Money Mike, who you got on this week's of who would you do? Well, I like that we're all in agreement that we would all bang Ryan Reynolds or okay. let Ryan Reynolds bang us. Well, yeah, if he, but yeah, yeah. Women's, uh, women's empowerment <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, uh, normal Vanessa is. She's a really attractive woman. She is. That's. Yeah, she's that's very good looking. What else is she in? Do I know her from? Uh, she was in How I Met Your Mother. I think she was in Firefly. She was in like a bunch of TV shows. Um, she's in Gotham now. She is in Gotham. She okay. She played. Uh, she played Detective Gordon's girlfriend when Barbara. Spoiler alert is um, crazy, kind of crazy, kind of kidnapped of the bad guys. So, yeah. 
And she's Brazilian. Good honor. Well, she's her, uh, her actress name is uh, Marina Baccarin. Baccarin. I don't know how they pronounce it. Baccaroni. Macaroni. <laughs> there you go, Pat. We got it. Mystery uh, solved. Well, I'm here. Yes, that is, that is that is spot on. I'm good at pronouncing words. Uh, I'd say if not for, I mean, I'm going. I agree with you totally, Vince. If Ryan Reynolds was like, "Hey, do a favor for me," I'd be like, "Yeah." I mean, you're Ryan Reynolds, and you're damn attractive. But if I had to pick out of the Vanessas, because Angel Dust been to the gym way too many times and taken creatine, she's too, too much man. She would just throw me around like a oh, it'd be awful. Uh, I would have to go with stripper Vanessa. Nice, she was hot. I, I don't know I mean, why. Yeah, she was hot. I, I thought stripper Vanessa was very, very attractive. My man. Yeah, she she didn't really look like uh, normal Vanessa. No, at all. Of, really, it was yeah. kind of surprising. Yeah. So, are you fellas ready for uh, trivia this week? Uh, I think Is we have to give it? it yes or no first, don't we? I, I think it's pretty... Oh, yeah, my mistake. I'm jumping ahead. I'm so excited for this week's trivia because that's to do with the Oscars. Ugh. So, we uh, pass it around every week to if we would say yes or no to having the audience see this movie. Vince, I'll kick it to you. What do you say? Absolutely. Definitely see it in theaters if you can. Pappy? Yes, but don't bring your goddamn kids. There you go. <laughs> Money? I don't know why you haven't already seen it. There you go. And I'd say yes. And if you're going to get Bunch of Crunch, put it in your popcorn because if you just eat it out of the box straight, you're probably a communist and you want to have this country burn to the ground. And an so asshole. I'd say I yes. Agree. Yeah, you're Bunch just an asshole. Bunch of Crunch in your popcorn. Bunch of Crunch in the popcorn. Shake before the movie starts. It's not that hard, do people. Not, do not trough <laughs> it down your throat. <laughs> when the when it's just starting and I have to look at you going, why the hell are We're you? We're trying here? to live in a goddamn society, is all he's saying. Just stop <laughs> saying. Just don't don't be an ass. Just don't be that person. Be a normal human being. Because serial killers eat bunch of crunch from the box. I think that's a so, fact. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys, sorry guys, I'm just thanks for derailing our movie reading segment to berating one person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just i hope that person has the worst day of his life tomorrow so uh on that note i'll kick it to uh trivia and as always the trivia is usually a numbers game and whoever uh wins the trivia gets to pick uh was it are we doing this tomorrow is next podcast tomorrow? as soon as possible so we're doing the next podcast probably most likely tomorrow gets to choose that film and they'll be the host um so this week's has to do with a Canadian because our star was um, our star was Canadian Aww. and uh, uh, Brian, uh, Ryan Reynolds is from Vancouver Boo. and the Oscars is uh, like 10 days from now coming up yeah so Norman Jewison who's a famous famous director who has such a don't look him up guys this is part of the question please. Uh, Norman Jewison uh, has such directing credits such as In the Heat of the Night, one of my favorite movies of all time. They call me Mr. Uh, Tibbs! They call me Mr. Tibbs! And he did uh, Fiddler on the Roof, Jesus Christ Superstar, Moonstruck with Cher. So, in in, uh, representation of the Oscars, out of all of his films, 
How many Oscar nominations did all of his films oh, gather? Jesus Christ. Yes, and Pappy knows because those films were nominated for a lot of Oscars. And as we always play, if you go over, you're out. And if everybody goes over, it's the closest to who is there. So, Vince, I'll go with you. Go. All right. Oscar nominations. uh, Out of all of us, it's Oscar nominations. Does that include, you know, uh, best actor maybe in a film? Acting, sound, wardrobe, everything. Anything. Okay, any kind of Oscar. Um, Nominations. Nominations. Uh, Whew. Now I'm just taking a shot of the dark here, I guess. Uh, let's say 23. Okay. Pappy? Mm. So all of the Oscar nominations his films have ever garnered, right? Yeah, directing or producing, because he's produced some films too. Mm. He's Norman Jewison. He's from Toronto. Nine. Nine for Pappy. Mikey? Uh, I'm going to split the difference. 15. Wow. We have a first-time winner on this show. Oh. Uh, I'm kind of excited. Vince, you have one, and you get to pick uh, the next it? podcast movie. W-W-I. The actual answer was 45. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow. Oh, his his uh, films. I'm just guessing. Wow. He had a 40-year directing career, and his films uh, gathered 45 nominations total. Norm! Out of how many movies? Uh, I mean, good Christ. The mo- his movies, uh, I used to, I did have the list on here. So Heat of the Night and Fiddler on a Roof are the two main ones, right? Thomas Crown Affair, I mean, that's pretty famous. Thomas Crown Affair, Thomas Crown the, the Crown Russians Crown. are coming, the Russians are coming, was really funny. Jesus Christ, Superstar, Roller bar, Rollerball was huge with James Caan. Um, a Soldier Story was awesome. That was one of Denzel's first movies. You have Moonstruck with Cher, which I believe she won an Oscar for. You had The Hurricane, which Denzel Washington played. Uh, the Hurricane Is Ruben Cher Carter. A, does she have an EGOT? Cher might have an EGOT. That's actually a really good call I'm looking that up right now. Because if she got an Oscar, she might have a EGOT. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, oh, uh, I do you believe list, Cher, Cher has an EGOT. Cher has an EGOT is an Emmy, Emmy Grammy, Oscar, Tony. And, and uh, Cher does have an EGOT. There she goes. Uh, Mel Brooks. No, no, she's aiming for one for on Broadway. So she just needs a Tony. She just needs a there's Tony. Only, there's only like one, two, three, like seven or eight people. Well, Vince, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is our movie that we are uh, reviewing next? Absolutely. We're going to review the 1960 crime film drama by Jean-Luc Godard, Breathless. Breathless. It's a petty thug. Michael considers himself a suave bad guy in the manner of Humphrey Bogart, but panics and impulsively kills a policeman while driving a stolen car. On the lam, he turns to his aspiring journalist girlfriend, Patricia, hiding out in a Paris apartment while he tries to pull all together enough money to pair to Italy. But when Patricia learns that her boyfriend is being investigated for murder, she begins to question her loyalties. This is one of my favorite movies. I know it's uh, a little bit more sophisticated than the bullshit we've reviewed so far. Um, <laughs> Are there fucking subtitles? Jesus Christ, man. Spoilers. You just gave away the whole goddamn movie. I feel like I know. synopsis, sir. And you can find it on a Google search. And that's exactly where I read it off of. But no, it's one of my favorite movies. I really, really enjoy it. Jean-Luc Godard is a very uh, 
uh, famous one of Vince's favorite directors. director. Yeah, he, he's definitely uh, uh, one, if you're not familiar with, that you should become familiar with. Um, released in America in 1961, released in France in 1960. Uh, it, it's, it's a really good movie, black and white, obviously. Um, and uh, it, it's actually more fun than you'd expect. So I really... I, I really look forward to all of us reviewing it uh, next time. So, it, uh, whoever wins that one, we'll probably pick uh, the Maltese Falcon with Humphrey Bogart. So uh, there you go. As, <laughs> there we go. Uh, thank you for listening to uh, this week's episode of Spoilers and our review of Deadpool. As always, I'm your host Stevie. I'm Pappy. I'm Mikey. I'm your stoned ass intern, Vinny. And he'll be our host next time reviewing Breathless. Math teacher Mark Math Paper. This is spoilers. <laughs> it's real, by the way. God damn it. Seems legit. Seems See legit. you next episode. Peace. Peace.